0: Welcome to Super Serious Film Fest, our theme series of movie reviews. This season covers the best and the worst of Nick Cage. The summer and winter of his career. In what we're calling Season of the Cage. So we uh, have seen Season of the Witch. Yes. Both of us now. I've seen it twice, at least twice that I remember. And last week, I I hear you've seen it three times Mm. after so many viewings of... This Nicolas Cage movie. What do you think of it? This is just. Uh, I'm glad we actually
1: put this on the list because I think this is the worst Cage. This is a Cage just cashing the check. He doesn't even <laughs> bother to bring an, an F zero on the Cage scale. Mm-hmm. I mean, say what you will about Con Air, Vampires Kiss. You get, you get, you get, you get Cagey. You get, you, he gets Cagey in that. And here it's just. A, a, a movie that no one seems to be enthusiastic about. It is spent a lot of money, but manages to look ugly. It it's plotting. It's boring. At, 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 at no point do you actually feel like you care about anything that's going on. Like even a even a even a diehard sword and sandal historical fiction. Knights on the crusade i i I can't imagine anyone wanting this this film like if you're a horror fan if you're an adventure fan if you're a thriller fan like this is just this is the equivalent of room temperature saliva and no one wants no one wants to take a
0: drink of it what do you think jim no i agree on every account basically uh i said in the con air review that this is his least cage performance (laughs) uh i was wrong because I didn't remember seeing this, and this is the least Cage you can possibly get in a movie, while still calling it a Nicolas Cage movie. Uh, I think for an hour and 34-minute film, it somehow... Action film, it somehow yeah. still manages to be bad. I, when I was queuing it up last night to watch it, I'm like, hour 30, what the fuck? I would have swore this is two hours, 15 minutes, <laughs> two hours, 20. Yeah. No, it, it because... Every place that they can, they've taken a shortcut, I feel. Mm. And it just amounts to nothing. This movie commits the ultimate sin, which is just being completely forgettable. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, Ron Perlman, who I normally like in stuff, uh, he can't save it. Nicholas Cage doesn't bring anything to it, so he doesn't save it. And the effects, like you said, are somehow expensive looking and yet really bad looking in places. yeah. yeah. It's just not worth watching. I don't get it. It's it's
1: directed by uh, Dominic Cena or Cena, and it's kind of getting the gang back together because he directed uh, Nick Cage and Gone in 60 Seconds, which is a schlocky film, but one that I remember everyone seemed like they had a lot of fun doing. Mm -hmm. And it was written by the same guy who wrote Con Air. And so I, I was wondering, like, what the hell happened, because you know i i remember when this movie came out we were kind of like you know high on the kick cuz we were all in the badass fest and we've we've done all this like you know stupid action adventure movie and i think we both had kind of fond feelings for um the the national treasure movies and and like oh it's nick cage and i just remember the how terrible it looked and the the movie trailer guy his it's it's uh, season of the witch, and we like said that to each other all the fucking time. It became kind of a catchphrase. Yeah, and I, I, I just, I can't believe it's this, this bad. Or you said you word mediocre, and and I kind of fought you <laughs> about it a little bit while we were uh, doing the live watch because to me, mediocre is kind of like a non offensive thing, and this film is kind of offensiveness and, and offensive in its blandness. Like it just, you you kind of get angry because it just wasted your time. Hmm. Uh, some people might. <laughs> there's no I no, I'm serious. Like I don't think there's some this movie made might. I don't think any anyone made this I don't think anyone came out of this movie getting what they thought they were gonna get. Like I just yeah. can't imagine. Like if you're a genre person, it's it's dumb. If you are mm-hmm. a fan of great acting or dialogue, it's it's honestly terrible. And I, I don't understand why this guy who made a perfectly fine movie, maybe it's a, it's a historical thing uh through him. He's also like, you know, he did California with a K, nineteen ninety three, that's the Brad Pitt, Juliet Lewis. Uh there he did Swordfish in two thousand one. Oh Christ. That's a terrible movie, but yeah. it's an entertaining movie. Uh-huh. Uh Out, which I don't even know what the hell that is, and in Season of the Witch, uh along with Gone in Sixty Seconds, and like one of that this it, it's his last film, he hasn't made another one. I think it killed his career. Mm-hmm. Cause uh it, it, it really, really sucked a lot of a lot of cinematic dick. <laughs> so <laughs> And that's what it's like, you know, sucking human dicks one thing, but the worst thing you can do in the in the in the cinema
0: world is suck cinematic dick. Can I say one good thing about the movie that's non-spoilery? Yes. I think the makeup effects are good. The makeup effects. The makeup, the practical like we put prosthetics and makeup on this character and he looks really fucked up or hmm. she looks really I, fucked up. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I see what you, I see where yeah. you're going with that. Uh other than that, I think the effects are largely a failure. You
1: would think that, like, Ron Perlman and Nick Cage would have... Because it seemed like in the interviews I read, they had fun making this movie, but none of that came across on the screen. No. There is no chemistry, no sparkle. These guys are supposed to be lifelong friends that have been hip deep in blood and pussy, and they... And beer. And they feel like they've got the chemistry of an Attack of the Clones era, Obi-Wan Kenobi, and Anakin Skywalker. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the most damning things I can possibly say. So if you don't know, Season of the Witch is about two knights of the Crusade, Bayman and Felson, played by Nicolas Cage and Ron Perlman, respectively. Uh, and they desert from the Lord's Army after having been misled into slaughtering women and children in a vicious cam- campaign in Smyrna. They've been gone uh, uh, crusading for almost a decade now, and they return to a countryside that's been ravaged by the Black Plague. They're arrested as deserters at the first large city they come to, but the church offers them a deal. In return for their freedom, they must escort a young accused witch, played by Claire Foy, who may be causing the spread of the disease, to a monastery that specializes in witch handling for trial and execution. In the long and perilous journey ahead, Bayman will wrestle with his faith, sense of justice and dark supernatural powers. Uh, I mentioned Claire Foy being in uh, playing the witch and how kind of hot she is right now because she's in The Girl in the Spider's Web right now. She's doing an Oscar bid as Neil Armstrong's wife and first man. This was her this was her first role in in cinema. She's hmm. you know she's Claire Foy and she's I, easily the best
0: actor in this film.
1: Yes, she is playing a fairly thankless role because this character, what you're supposed to think about her, the politics of witchery in the 14th century is all over the fucking map. Uh, I think we should get spoilery about this thing now. Uh, One topic I want to talk about is I feel like in the first of this movie, they actually sweated some historical details like they did research on actual... Uh, Crusader campaigns. And they did research into... like I I, I don't know if you know this, but like Nick Cage and Ron Perlman are supposed to be Teutonic Knights. And the only reason I know that is because it happens to be uh, of interest in this Volume 2 religious book I'm doing on on Game of Thrones. Uh, So I was a little bit familiar with their iconography and whatnot. Um, And they get the names of towns and things right, but boy, that stuff just goes skin deep. I kind of feel like they got me with these battle sequences and these cities and these years and telling the, the the tale of this campaign, they got me into something that's gonna have more than just a passing nod to like historical realism, like a like like a, a historical realistic take that just happens to have witches in it. Kind of like a thirteenth warrior city. Have you seen that film? Yeah. Like that that's that's something I was kind of going for, but then like the next scene, they strap on these helmets that I swear to Christ look exactly like a 1980s Lego man set, <laughs> and uh-huh. it's like this weird thing where, with historical art, like with armor, you can go very gritty and realistic. Like, yeah, that that looks like something a 14th century knight would strap on, or you can go like full on Excalibur where it's like fantastical and mm. and it's like super cool. This happened to look like, there's no way I believe any knight ever wore armor to look anything like this, but also not cool. Like, like <laughs> no. this would be bad cosplay if you saw it at, like, Gen Con. You'd be like, man, these guys really half-assed their knight costumes.
0: No, I mean, the, the reveal of Nicolas Cage in this movie is pretty glorious because... Let's <laughs> we'll talk about the hair in a second. We always got to talk about his hair, but that helmet is, like halfway on lopsided and it looks like it's too big for him he looks like a kid who's cosplaying in his dad's armor uh and and really just you know wanted to get in on this film right uh and then he th- he takes the helmet off uh-huh. Or he starts with the helmet off i can't remember but right. his his fucking hair in this movie is like it's like 90s justin timberlake didn't get a haircut for a year right <laughs> Uh, or it's like somebody like half dyed a mop blonde, a dirty mop blonde, and tossed it on his head. It's not natural. No, it's awful looking. Uh, and and the lopsided oversized helmet doesn't do him any favors either. Ron Perlman's hair uh, helmet looks like someone took a turban mm-hmm. and chromed it.
1: <laughs> like it's it's the worst thing I've I've ever seen. It, it's so comically bad. And there's also the other thing I noticed on the second watch through is. That first scene that they show in the village village, it takes place a hundred years before the main plot. Why? What the fuck are they trying to say? Yeah, that's a good question. That the devil's been trying to engineer the ba- Black Plague and failing... For a hundred years. Because yeah. of this Kia Solomon. Because they introduced that it's the Kia Solomon, but like the Kia Solomon didn't fucking when the priest the day the priest got destroyed by the forces of evil so the demon right then and there had the book of solomon i don't know and it's like i think I, this is the culmination of that 100 year battle that you're talking about so he's been he's been going village to village and and burning all the books of solomon until there's only one left mm-hmm. so i have another question why the fuck does he need to be carted to the last monastery where this this copy is held like why can't he just fly there no man i am. why would he possess a little huh. girl allow himself to be captured and then be cart his ass carted and at the end of the movie they, they the reveal is you know nick cage reflects and he's like every time that she could have escaped or gotten away the demon is like engineered a situation and bring her back into her clutches like but the demon can fly and yeah. has mobility and there's no one that could stop him. Like, he could literally just flown to this fucking castle uh, and this monastery, burned it, and then the world falls to darkness.
0: Yeah. No, this this is what I hate about these kinds of movies. And it, it's almost even worse than, like, fantasy films where there are no rules is yeah. demonic films like evil films where yeah. there are no rules because yeah why does chopping the head of one of these priests that attacks them off stop it right why can't the the demon just reanimate them without a head yeah uh what is a Good crossbow question. bolt gonna do to a demon why does it need wolves to come and attack the person who's threatening to kill it yeah uh how is that part of its scheme to get back in the clutches of i when, when you're reading these passages why doesn't it just fly away yeah before you can read the whole and why do the passages have to be so fucking long why can't it just be like go away demon amen also boom possession over (laughs) well I mean that's like uh, maybe there is some incantation whatever it's it's exactly as long as they want the dramatic attention the dramatic and it's worse uh, than that
1: like Bayman to last Bayman's got his 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 daggers in the the demon's titties pinning it to the wall Mm -hmm. but we just watched it melt through a solid steel cage Mm -hmm. like where is that power I saw him microwave fel- felson
0: yeah and there, what, are, there are no rules there's just it's a rule of cool and they don't even nail that no 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 no.
1: none of these action sequences are fun none mm-hmm. of the and like i think that i would be down to watch nick cage and ron perlman rough and ready crusaders you know for hire or whatever but the b cast is such a collection of sorry individuals mm-hmm. it's uh they got so i mean They got uh, like I I feel like they waste a lot of talent just incidentals like they had uh, uh, Rory McCann, who we know as the Hound. Why the fuck isn't he the other knight that accompanies him instead of this? Because I like this Ehrlich Thompson and you've never seen him, but he plays like the big bad and banshee. He can be an interesting magnetic screen presence, but he is just drained of all of his color and of his life. Just like, honestly, it's like everyone in this. Yeah. Um, it's like, uh, you know, a, an action figure version of Nick Cage has been left out in the sun for a year. You pick it up and it's just bleached white and mm-hmm. there's nothing interesting about it. It's kind of, like, all of the, ra- the the hard edges have been uh, uh, rubbed off of these guys. And they tell these colorful stories, like... So many times, like, like, Ron Perlman... Oh, man, the dialogue is so fucking stilted. Uh, Ron Perlman delivers this line, these lines. We've come a long way, Bayman, across deserts, oceans, seen things few men have seen, and, and fewer still will believe... And he has this other thing about, like, wanting to return to the the lands of his ancestors and drink beer, essentially, with Bayman. But, like, why couldn't I see any of that? Mm -hmm. I saw, like, three minutes worth of battle pastiche, which are some of the worst choreographed things I've ever seen. Did you ever see Nick Cage actually make connection
0: with a combatant? (laughs) I don't know, because I couldn't see anything. They were doing their damnedest to hide anything that would be hard to film and hard to make look realistic. with fucking fog, and smoke, yep. and dust, Sandstorms. and sun, and darkness. Anything they could think of to hide any effect they were trying to do. You see Nick Cage, like, swing a sword back,
1: and then they cut 180 degrees from him, so it's probably Stuntman's back. And he just, like... And, and you see this other Stuntman just running with his with his sword over his high, and he just runs into the blade. Like, mm-hmm. there's no, like... N- none No one that attacks Bayman or Felsen in this whole fucking movie... If they had just stood there and done nothing, would they have made a connection to them? Mm. There's none of this... Like I remember like, uh, reading an interview with the choreographer, like, like Ray Park and the choreographer of uh, episode one, and they're like, every one of these strokes would be a kill stroke if it connect. Every one of these strokes would be a pillow fight <laughs> if it connected at best. It's mm-hmm. just really lazy and stagey,
0: and that's bad when this is a fucking action film. And here's the thing. I think the beginning of this movie almost needs to be a movie in and of itself Mm. for me to care about the resolution of the film that they did make. Because there's a really interesting movie in there where... A couple of knights, uh, crusading knights, get disillusioned with the whole right. fucking mission, right. and they go off and and they they renounce the faith. Right? They Don't even know what good and evil is. But at this you point. need like two hours to tell that story, yeah. and they shortcut it here to about two and a half minutes. I think the right script and the right
1: characters could make you believe in that in ten fifteen. But yeah. holy shit! And the thing is, this this movie was not pressed for time. It could have no. bre- it could have given some time to breathe. Yeah, it's just like. It's just like no no one cared to do it. It's just like an utter lack of care and passion went into making making this film. And there's this other like so when the when the this the choreography isn't dispirited, it's ludicrous. Like there's a scene where Bayman and Felsen is being uh captured in the city and Nick Cage parries a half dozen crossbow bolts with a dagger. <laughs> right.
0: I forgot about that. And oh, he doesn't fuck. there's
1: there's nothing like it's he literally just moves the moves the dagger. He holds the dagger at a forty five degree angle in front of his face, and then moves it to the other side of forty five, and just does that back and forth. He does it like a half dozen times, and then he goes enough because
0: like <laughs> everybody <laughs> stop shooting.
1: Yeah, like that's all uh-huh. I got in me. Yeah. It's like it's 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 just it's just so crazy. And then the other half of the time he's wrestling with CGI shit that doesn't really mm-hmm. work. Um, it's like I said, this need the action needed to be a hell of a lot more gonzo
0: to actually be compelling, and a hell of a lot more of it. Yeah. How much, How many scenes? Well, I, it's, it's interesting because I think they both did, they did the wrong kind of action, but they did enough of it, just not good enough. Like, yeah. there's the scenes with the wolves uh, where they come and they kill Hagamar, right? Yeah. I don't really understand why you're going to do that. Like it, it, well it all comes back to the demon being a problem right mm-hmm. because the demon could just at any time break out of this cage and go destroy the book of Solomon right game over uh, and so the wolves seem almost superfluous to the whole right. thing because
1: again the demon could literally yeah. at any time break out it could just go into Hulk mode and melt its way through the thing yeah. and fly its happy ass to did it not know where the monastery was <laughs> No, it had to know because but the it, other thing is the wolf attack happens within sight
0: of the fucking place it doesn't does, it yeah well they run. they run away from the wolf attack and they somehow end up in sight of yeah. the
1: Yeah. So it could have been like sea of suckers and had uh-huh. an unfettered is it a I wonder if it's the only thing i can think of is it's afraid of the monks like mm-hmm. they do have that one last copy mm-hmm. and although like you said like it, it seems like it it could slaughter an
0: unlimited amount of anything. And it could have slaughtered Nick Cage it just chose not to. Yeah. The, uh and the other thing that they do with action that goes nowhere which i was like, oh this this might actually be kind of cool to see is mm-hmm. this plague dog Mm, they just have a single plague dog that does nothing it gets hit in the face with a torch Mm -hmm. and then it's gone yeah where where was the action sequence around that yeah i was thinking like because you're talking about the more compelling version of this about these knights that
1: have lost their faith and like maybe the deal is that uh bayman gets his faith back by the end and it's you got to understand that it's the force of his faith that's beating the demon not Mm -hmm. his fucking daggers that can magically but they don't they don't they don't ever do that.
0: No, that's why movies like The Exorcist work mm-hmm. so well. Right. Because it's all about the the strength of your faith. Yeah. It has nothing you... to do with your physical body... You're not pinning demons to right, walls. Right. You're simply believing in God so hard that the demon can't touch you, and and knowing that
1: if that wavers an instant, the demon yeah. can absolutely have its way with you. And that's the that's the crux. You have to keep that faith and belief in the and, and knowing that you're on a tightrope, and knowing that this very powerful thing is trying to like exploit any. It, it's a it's a mental test. It's a yeah. it's a test of will and faith, and the, none of that is in is in this movie
0: no and as it's soon as all you about religion and faith yeah as soon as you introduce the swords into yeah. it like the idea of oh these are knights and we're actually going to see them fight a lot right that goes out the window right yeah especially when they're re- wrestling with a fucking demon <laughs>
1: but also like the, the the politics of witchcraft in this movie are weird because okay. there's this there's this like is she or isn't she a witch which is such but a joke, yeah. They, at, like, four or five different times, she reveals that she has some kind of vast, uncanny power.
0: As soon as they meet her. Yeah. She jumps on the backs of the, the people yeah. who, who release her from the dungeon. Yeah. I mean, she's
1: a witch. She's like, she's like a 19-year-old uh, Claire Foy who weighs uh-huh. 95 pounds soaking wet, and she's throwing these armored dudes around like they're bales of hay. And
0: pinning them to the
1: ground. Pinning, yeah. yeah. The, she, she grabs a dude by the arm, and one arm curls him at one point. I mean, there's just there's so many diff- obviously feats of uncanny things that she does. It's like, why mm-hmm. are we still arguing whether she's a witch or not? Like, you could maybe argue about if she's an evil witch, mm-hmm. but then the movie feels so self satisfied when it twists. It's like, oh, she's not a witch; she's just possessed by a demon. Well, uh-huh. who fucking cares? Like, uh, it 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 did feel like they could have saved a lot of time just by killing her at any point. Yeah, and then they make this thing. It's like, and that that's the thing is like. Why don't they? Because at some point, Cage is like, well, if we do this, the world could fall into darkness. Like, I don't get it. Like, she's either a witch or she's not. If she's not a witch and you kill her, then it's not going to stop the plague, but whatever. Taking her to the fucking castle and giving her a fair witch trial... In the fourteenth century drown her to see if she gets back up. Yeah, like when (laughs) when he said I'll I'll see that you
0: get a fair trial. Mm -hmm. What the fuck does that mean? What does a fair witch trial look like? Yeah, they describe a witch trial in it, and it's essentially we're gonna drown you. If you die, you weren't a witch. If you don't die, you're a witch. We'll kill you through incantations. Yeah,
1: yeah. Like
0: (laughs) like it's there's gonna be a
1: there's gonna be a series of cross examining of Satan Mm -hmm. and if you can get if you can trip him up in, in his, his factual statements, then you got him. You, if you get the father of the lie on the stand and, and get him get him on the record, then you got... it. It's, it's kind of ludicrous. I, I thought, like, there's so many more interesting films to be had here, like, you know, Bayman wrestling with that. Like, I have seen firsthand that this religious order and institution mm-hmm. is capable of corruption and and cruelty. And I have this innocent girl... Who I'm delivering and I'm promising her a fair trial, but what does that mean?
0: Like what? And and they just they just don't. They just don't. No, and there are a couple of good ideas in there. I think you know th- this idea of oh well, he's misidentified this as a witch when in fact it's a demon. Mm-hmm. Um, there could have been something interesting to do there, but they play it as just like a shortcut kind of moment to him going, oh yeah, now I get it. I, I can tell you why all this is happening. It's because Nicholas Cage's character Bayman is. Mm-hmm the most oblivious Mm. character in there's a scene with ron perlman and him where they're on horseback there nicholas cage i think asks, do you think she's a witch ron perlman responds i did you feel you felt her strength right like she jumped on top of you she started pinning you to the ground and throwing you around you felt that didn't you and nicholas cage says i've seen women destroy men without lifting a finger You've just missed the entire fucking yes, point yeah. of what he is saying and also right. he never comes back around and says huh, that's a pretty clever line Nicholas Cage but you missed my entire fucking point you right. felt yeah, the no, physical I've... strength of this person who should weigh about 95 pounds right Yeah no I've heard I've had my heart broken too <laughs> yeah.
1: But I'm talking about the actual feat of strength that she just did—the yeah. strength that you felt.
0: Not- that's that's why Nicolas Cage is a complete oblivious idiot in the entirety of this movie.
1: And here's the other thing: is like there's also this interesting thing where they have this priest who's hilariously named the Balsack. <laughs> like, not really, but pretty much the Ballsack. The, the yeah, they Ballsack ball all movie. It's hilarious. Yeah. And there's this thing where she keeps accusing him of abuse. And mm-hmm. he keeps on shutting that shit down, and oh, she lies, she lies, you can't trust her, she lies. And I thought for sure that they were going to reveal that this priest had been, like, raping this woman and, like, knocked her up. And, some, and he's actually trying to uh, use this pretext of the plague to call her Black Witch so she can be, you know, killed so he doesn't have to deal with it. But no, Balsack's just a good guy fighting against the devil. Like, what's with all... What I don't know, man. I mean, I don't know because they—they, I guess that's like an exorcist thing. Like the, you know, it's a, that's a go-to play if you've inhabited the body of a little girl is to make some sexually inappropriate remarks and try to make the priest uncomfortable. And maybe they're going mm-hmm. for that, but boy, it didn't play because the other thing is all these men of God were essentially bad guys in this movie, <laughs> and this is the one guy who's not. I guess, huh? Yeah. Um, but I, I again, I, I thought that would be a little bit more. Uh, interesting. There's also just like some 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 crazy things. Like they bring the squire along with them and he's he's mm. a, in bit ambition is to be a knight like his dad, and his dad died and he's an orphan and he's been like this uh altar boy and he's always trying to prove his worth. First time they give him a sword, he accidentally stabs one of their party members. Mm, yeah. And there's a way you could stage this to where it looks like the boy accidentally stabbed the guy. But he's literally holding his sword out, and the guy comes running in slow motion, and he just, like, <laughs> sticks him with it. Yeah. Like, if I come at you, if you're holding a kitchen knife, and I surprise you around the corner, don't stab me.
0: Like, <laughs> don't allow me to impale myself. That's the thing. It's like, uh-huh. you can, uh, it's, and then, then... You I also don't understand what the purpose of that scene is, because it gets right. uh, Eckert killed, right? It gets Eckert killed, right? But... The, the, the witch always has an intention with her kills. When right. it kills a Hagamar, it's to protect herself so that she can continue to get to the castle, yeah. uh, to the Abbey. Yeah, I don't I don't get it either because... It doesn't seem like there's a purpose to this particular kill other than I just want to kill someone. Yeah. Actually, the purpose, I, th- I think within the movie, the purpose is to show... That she can get inside your head to show that she can use these things that you tell her against you,
1: but it it makes no. Why would the demon reveal itself? There's no like. In fact, the the demon manufactured the problem because it allowed the girl to escape, mm-hmm. which is the thing it doesn't want. Yeah. So how would killing, you know, how how would manipulating a guy into killing another one? Do I don't know. Again, you want this. You want this team to deliver you to the monastery, so. Mm-hmm you know what the fuck and then this kid gets knighted
0: and he's the only survivor it's like it's like but that's like I, so dumb yeah he's like this kid just i just don't care about this kid right like th- that's the whole problem with this entire subplot of the movie and what eventually becomes like, like the big resolution of it is i just don't give a shit about this kid
1: no You've he's set like a, it he's up like michael to sarah too he's like so <laughs> unbelievable as any kind of man of action
0: yeah that well that's fair i mean he doesn't look like he's gonna be an ass kicker uh But he's the guy who eventually survives the whole thing and has, I don't know, a nasty love affair with the the demon lady who's been cured. Right. The girl, as they call her. Uh... I I just never bought it. And this knighting ceremony, when he goes, I haven't fully earned it. I'm like, yeah, the movie hasn't either, bud. (laughs) (laughs) None of us care about you. Why should we? Right? Like it's 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 kind of comedy. But that's the thing.
1: Like you are able to laugh at this movie, but it's not. There's no joy in it. Like it's more just like I can't believe how stupid this is. And not in like a the room kind of Gonzo way, Mm -hmm. or
0: or vampires kiss or vampires
1: kiss way. It's it's just it's just bad, safe, mediocre. Decision and just just no enthusiasm, and I I keep on coming back to this point about the cast. Like they had a lot of not only stalwart names like Cage and Perlman, Mm -hmm. but like up and comers. Like we didn't know Rory McCann could be the Hound. We didn't know that Stephen Graham could be Scarface, Al Capone, right? Mm -hmm. Like these guys, we didn't know that Ehrlich Thompson could be this terrifying Kai Proctor and Banshee but they cast these guys nevertheless and got nothing with it. This movie has Christopher fucking Lee, <laughs> right? And he's buried under prosthetic, which admittedly is co- why pay yeah, for cool. why pay for Christopher Lee to get the be on this movie if you're just going to use him for he's he's essentially an NPC that that sends Nick, Nick Cage on a escort mission. Uh-huh. That's his role and to me you leave behind the altar boy, you leave behind the, the milk toast, the ball sack. You mount up with the hound, you mount up with fucking Saruman, mm-hmm. and you mount up with uh, Al Capone and you make this like a dirty half dozen movie. And they're 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 getting they're dying from attrition because this mm-hmm. demon doesn't want to like I, it's just everything is structurally a mess. Like the movie is the uh, they want a twist of the oh my god we've been helping the villain all along but it yeah. doesn't make any fucking sense uh they got this monastery chock full of diseased monks and they turn into zombies and but that's still not I'm making it sound twice as cool as you think it is there's one cool thing in this movie and that's when the demon grabs uh Ron Perlman and microwaves him. <laughs> like I got some serious beastmaster yeah. vibes, the the flying devours off of that. That that nice. was really cool and well executed and kind of horrific. Yeah. That's it. That's it. The demon whoever designed this demon, it's like <laughs> oh my god. Take uh, the shitty like not the mummy, the first one, but like the, the one of the sequels, like when they started running out of a CGI budget. Yeah. Take the mummy and give it wings, mm-hmm. there's your demon. Unwrap it, give it wings. Totally, totally. Tear, like it looks like a desiccated corpse. Why does a demon look like a desiccated corpse?
0: Uh, I suppose it wants to, right? I mean, a demon can look like <laughs> whatever it wants, so yeah. that's what it chose to look like. Uh, the other problem I have with the demon is the voice. Oh, it, yeah. It's like a... It's like a horse Jar Jar Binks. Did you? uh yeah, Were you picking up any Jar
1: Jar vibes from this thing? I actually didn't, but I, I recognized the voice as being subpar, and he's he's actually a video game voiceover specialist, and, a, and from video games oh, that you've not heard of.
0: It was god-awful.
1: Yeah. Like, wow, you can't, you know, you got a voice as cool as Christopher Lee in this film, and this is what you get? Yeah. You get... Like the I you get the Ice King from Adventure Time, the voice the your SpongeBob SquarePants to Voice this demon. I, I don't I don't get it. I, it's Ugh. It's so bad, man. It's so bad. Uh what's Nick's Cage obsession with getting his eye cut out? Like, like he, perfect, re- oh, man. he perfected his outcast
0: move here. Oh. He gets his eye plucked out and he just he just literally just just squints it shut. I, I That's think his it's move. plucked out. I mean that is his move. Like go watch Outcast. He does that through the entirety of his role in that movie. Actually, maybe not go watch Outcast because if we ever do a
1: follow-up to Season of the Cage, that's definitely going to be on yeah. the short list for the bad movies next time. The but.
0: trouble with Outcast is that he's not in the movie all that much. Like, it's yeah. mostly a Hayden Christensen kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, but when he is in it, he's supposed to have lost his eye And there are moments I I say he squints his eye through the entirety of that movie, but it's simply not true. He opens it several times. (laughs) He forgets during several battles. He didn't have time to forget this one. Yeah. Oh my God, it's so bad. Uh, But yeah, in this one, I guess his eye is scratched out. Yeah, but he just does the "I'm gonna close my eye" thing. Right. There's no blood. Like they didn't like like, you
1: you know I didn't sense that there's any kind of like gore. It's almost like he got poked in the eye, and he's just like, oh, it's I can't open it because it's watering. They, They also do this thing where. So they're they're supposed to be German knights, which I don't understand why they chose the Teutonic Knights versus any other crusade order, because it doesn't matter. There's no no one's attempting to do some kind of German accent, which what even a 13th century German accent would look like. I would love to hear Nick Cage try it, though. But they're doing this like it's this generic, like an American playing an imperial in a Star Wars. Mm -hmm. It's not an English accent, but it's that kind of Shakespeare in the park cadence to it you call this glorious murdering women and children know your place knight. and they don't use contractions they don't use contractions yeah. they yoda they yoda speech like uh, there's one ron perlman where they, they they ride up to this place this 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 homestead and the man and his wife have died of the plague and they're in bed and he says seen much death you and i like fucking yoda shit <laughs> but but then he continues to say, some deserve, some not. But what does one do to deserve a death like that? Some deserve, some not. But what does one do to deserve a death like that? Nothing. And I'm like, motherfucker, you just slaughtered men and women, or women and children. These people die like, yeah, they've got boils on their faces and whatnot, but they died peacefully in their beds. What the hell? Mm-hmm. Death like that because they rotted? Uh, I guess I don't so, know yeah. because like the one woman was kind of like seven she wasn't fully dead she waited until someone like spooked her and then she finally died like I there's like all these pronouncements never really matched what they were supposed to like I, I and also Ron Perlman gave it a uh, performance like he's reading the weather <laughs> there's no like real horror huh. Or yeah. fear or terror or anything. It's it's
0: he's seen it all before, man. I guess
1: he's seen it all. There's
0: nothing that can shock him.
1: I guess. I mean, I've seen Ron Perlman things I really really like, like even fantasy genre work. Hellboy. He's an amazing Hellboy, and he's charismatic as hell. Yeah. This they sh- they should they him and Nick Cage should have had more chemistry, and uh, I I guess the director didn't give a shit. Like I feel like. Every take was the first one, and they just like, "Yep, fine. Yep, let's just take it. Yep, yeah." You missed that guy through sword, Nick,
0: but that's cool. We'll fix it in post. <laughs> no, Move I on. think Perlman is actually better than than Cage in this movie by far. Uh, he he does have kind of that effortless charisma. I know the script is not supporting him very much, right? But you know, he flashes a smile and he tells a joke, and I'm like, okay, yeah, Ron Perlman, cool. Uh, Nicolas Cage never gets a moment like that at all in this yeah. film.
1: Yeah, I mean, they, they do give far they, – like, they let Nick Cage tell the story about him, uh, Felsen, about uh, – which is – this is my favorite part of the movie, where they're sitting around the campfire, and he's regaling tales of – because these guys are also, like, medieval badasses, but they don't really sell that. They sell it with a little bit of Legolas and Gimli. Mm-hmm. I'll take that 500 over there. You take this 500 Whoever kills the most will buy drinks. Yeah. But – my favorite part is like there's and 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 uh, Nick Cage is telling the story about Ron Perlman uh, how they signed up as mm-hmm. say, teenagers for this crusade and it's essentially like he's asking the the preacher uh, you know like uh, what do I got to sign up for to forgive adultery and he's like oh, three years and and what about theft you got to enlist for two years to to be forgiven that and he's like yeah oh, better put me down for ten that's funny mm-hmm. but that's the only funny thing in this whole fucking movie <laughs> for sure. Uh, there's nothing there's there's like stuff that's played for laughs like uh, you know Nick Cage seeing that the land has kind of been deprived of humanity he's worried about it. it's like I've not seen a living soul and and Ron Perlman says you can keep your souls I'll be happy with a chicken as they're riding past a herd of cattle
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> like you guys are deserters and
0: outlaws you're above butchering a cow they just, they're Conservationists, too, they don't want to waste the extra meat. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. yeah. I just need, I, you know, I can eat a chicken, but a cow's a bit much, yeah, a leg
1: and a breast. That's a, yeah. one for you, too, right, Bellman? Let's not be greedy, yeah. I just, I, it's nothing, nothing hangs together, and I, and also, I cannot, I cannot state how very ugly this film is. This mm-hmm. film looks like a fairly well heeled megachurch has done a historical because, like, the cities are obviously cardboard and stucco, and they run Mm -hmm. them through, they filter the hell and back, so you can see that, like, you know, the sky's not real, the grass isn't real, the buildings, none of the far-off buildings are real, they're all shitty composited mats, it's just... Mm -hmm. Everything is just done incredibly poorly, from the costuming, the hair and makeup, they must have had just a badass, like you said, makeup guy. Yeah. Because what they did to Christopher Lee is pretty top-notch plague plague work Mm -hmm. but that's it season of the cage